With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. website for details. 5-0. Standing Ground is a production of Leahy Media. Britney's tour. She's down in, it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. Now, just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds in competition. They had to work hard to show patience and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or, or, or Britney's tour. She's down in, it's kind of warm <laughs> Taylor in Brazil Swift. right now. Okay, that was at the uh, the turkey pardoning, which which I think I think the wrong animal, so to speak, is being pardoned. Um, he 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 meant he, me, he meant to be uh, talking about Taylor Swift. You know, th- this is the thing that politicians do, especially when they're older, is they try to identify with the younger crowd, which, by the way, does not like him. The 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 eighteen to thirty five year old uh, demographic is not a fan of Joe Biden, so I don't know why he's doing that. But anyway, as as you've, as you've seen before. Before, um, the the white the White House staff irons everything out for him the best way they possibly can by giving him note cards and telling him what to say, what not. And the thing is, even when he has the card, he screws up. He's an absolute disaster. But anyway, um, Joe, you, you you were talk you were talking you meant to say Taylor Swift, and you mentioned Britney Spears. Okay, so anyway, so there's our one of our Joe's bumbles for the day. Anyway, it's always entertaining. All right, I'm Jeremy Leahy. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo 5 Radio right here on Thanksgiving Eve, Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023, the 60th anniversary of the death of Prince John Fitzgerald Kennedy. Now, I, I don't want to sound mean when I say that, but that's how they pretty much treat him nowadays, um, which I will mention a little bit in the theories surrounding the assassination and all that we'll get into. Uh, but kind of a, 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 a mashup today, if you will, of a lot of things I want to talk about. So let's get to it. All right. I'm Jeremy Leahy. Once again, this is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Fiverr Radio. My email, standingground1776 at gmail.com, standingground1776 at gmail.com. Let's get going. Britney's tour. She's down in, it's kind of warm in Brazil right now. <laughs> now, just to get here, Liberty and Bell had to beat some tough odds in competition. They had to work hard to show patience <laughs> and be willing to travel over a thousand miles. Right. You could say even this harder than getting a, a ticket to the Renaissance tour or, yeah. or, or Taylor Swift. Britney's tour. She's down in, <laughs> it's kind of warm in Brazil right now.
Britney Swift. Britney Swift. Taylor Aguilera. Taylor. Taylor Spears. That's how you get it. Sorry, too easy. Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. Hello, I'm so angry. All the girls are using electronic vibrators with lost off batteries. Why do they not help the planet by using their fist or wooden dildo? Please help the planet and stop using useless batteries. Finger yourself or ask your friends to do it. I have always been fascinated. Well, actually, I'm not surprised, but it it is it is amazing how how the media. And that's a deep fake, obviously, but it, uh, it, it it's amazing how the left has married themselves to this little freak. Um, and by the way, I don't mean little freak. She has she's autistic. I don't mean like in a, in a mean way. Even if she wasn't autistic, she's still a little freak, uh, and has made her out to be this. This um, this you know, queen of the environmental cause. I I have I have been on this planet long enough to listen to the left go on and on and on about things like acid rain, overpopulation, nuclear war, which actually is a plausibility now. Uh, but generally speaking, the left, the Greta Thunbergs, and the people that support her. Their causes tend to be a moving target. They, 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 they get on a kick for a while and then they move on something else. Now, with global warming, they've, they've managed to, they've managed to keep that one going. Um, but all the other ones that sort of became crestfallen, if you will, and didn't really go anywhere was like the population explosion, the Mediterranean fruit fly that was going to get into all our refrigerators and eat our food. Uh, but, you know, you turn on the news and it's like, oh, there's more tornadoes and, you know, all this, all this, it's junk science BS. But then we have to rely on people like this. Hello, I'm so angry. All the girls are using electronic vibrators with lost off batteries. <laughs> Why do they not help the planet by using their fist or wooden dildo? Please help the planet and stop using useless batteries. Finger yourself or ask your friends to do it. AI is, uh, I can see where individual, a lot of people get concerned about AI, but at the same time, it is, it's a lot of fun, especially, especially when you can use it to tool on um, a little moron by the name of uh, Greta Thunberg, who traveled the world at 15 and was made person of the year for doing absolutely nothing (laughs) and uh, is a total fake and a phony and a media whore. And, but, but you can, you, you can do it, but you can do this shit with war is always bad specifically for the planet if we want to continue uh fighting battles like environmentally conscious humans Mm. we must make the change to sustainable tanks and weaponry (laughs) there are so many new concepts for uh battery powered fighter jets that can carry many more um missiles 
biodegradable missiles, uh, of course. Biodegradable. Something literally everybody <laughs> can do to stop this nonsense uh. is, for example, block the roads to gardens and farms <laughs> so the plants don't get overrun by these heavy, heavy tanks. Hand grenades, very important. If you use hand grenades, please use vegan grenades. <laughs> No animal should have to give their life for all this mayhem and chaos. They have a special sticker on them. You really can't miss them in the uh, grenade market or wherever you buy them. Yeah, I cover all of this and more in my newest book, Vegan Wars. I, I, I don't know if I've ever said this on the program, but as I get older, I actually truly believe that liberalism and especially liberal activism, the extreme activism of the left, uh, with their environmental stuff and that the, the, the earth is going to be scorched in 10 years and all this is a, some form of a mental illness. OK, where um, they they for instance, if, if you take um, the the presidential election of 2016, if you. If you feel the need to not be able to go to class or you have to go to hot cocoa and hugs and cry-ins because you lost the election, there's something else going on with you other than the election. You've got a, you've got an issue, but notwithstanding, I've always I've always noticed and I'm not the only one on this. Right. I mean, George Carlin used to say this and recently Matt Gates did. And that is some of the protesters uh, and I'm yeah, I'm going to key in on the women for now who go out and they, they're, you know, they're pro-choice or whatever, usually tend to be, I'll say it, what George Carlin said. They're, they're their last women, the last women you'd ever want to hop into bed with. Um, they are usually, usually obese and they're extremely, extremely unattractive. Um, well, anyway, I was watching this video last night and it was, it, it was uh, on my Facebook thread Allow me to digress for one moment. I definitely need a device break because I I am glued to the stuff way, way too much. But then again, I do get a lot of great sound off it. Um, That's why pretty much I have it. But I I am at some point, I think maybe during the holiday season, I'm going to take a break. But anyway, notwithstanding, there, 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 there was this protest. And there were PETA activists, uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals, which I refer to, or a lot of people refer to as people eat tasty animals. Okay. And this guy comes up to the rope line and there is a, a PETA freak and she has pictures of, you know, little, little animals that have been sacrificed so he can eat his chicken wings. Well, he comes up in the front of the front right to her face and he has a bucket of KFC and <laughs> He starts eating it right in her face, and she. It, this is what happens. Our America is a pro-life nation, proudly. Have you watched these pro-abortion, pro-murder rallies? Mm. The people are just disgusting. They are. Like, why is it that the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions? (laughs) Nobody wants to impregnate you if you look like a thumb. (laughs) These people are odious on the inside and out. They're like 5'2". 350 pounds and they're like 
give me my abortions or I'll get up and march and protest. And I'm thinking, march? You look like you got ankles weaker than the legal reasoning behind Roe versus Wade. <laughs> a few of them need to get up and march. They need to get up and march for like an hour a day. Swing those arms. There you go. Get the blood pumping. Maybe mix in a salad. <laughs> Look, I, I, I can't disagree that his remarks are, it's nasty rhetoric, but sometimes the old saying, you know, the truth hurts. And the bottom line is, is yes. Generally speaking, people on the left, particularly the females who are out saying, you know, uh, pro-choice and get, get your hands off my body are the, the people that you, you, a guy would, 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 would not want to lay their hands on. I can assure you. But anyway, Matt Gates, uh, Matt Gates was asked about when he made this comment at the Turning Point conference. Uh, this is, I do my end of the year show. This will be one of my best. And he was approached by a reporter and he was asked about his insensitive comments. And this is what he said. Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I it's be offended deal with it what was that was that a macroaggression or a microaggression but anyway arguing back to the election of 2016 and you remember the um not not the protest on that night but if you remember during trump's inaugural in in january of uh 17 right and you turned on the news and all these because a lot of them were down there because they you know they it was it was the pro-choice thing it was the end and well actually it was because because uh, Donald Trump were, would get people on the court that, thank God, would get that piece of crap row uh, overturned, which it did when the Dobbs decision, which was leaked. You remember all that? Well, anyway, you turn on the TV and you see all these women lined up. And they, they've got stomachs. Some of them look like they've swallowed a soccer ball. They're in very poor health. Um, they've got, uh, they're just, well, I'll say it. I mean, they're fugly. They, they, they're just gross. And then it's, here we go. We're going to do a comparative analysis. So that went on for like the entire week. And they had the, the just, you know, whatever. And they went up, which by the way, look, this is America's free speech. That's fine. And but but you know, they're pulling their pants down and they're urinating on a on a picture of Donald Trump and just vile, disgusting behavior because they're disgusting people. Well, it was interesting because the week later, week later, the pro-life people came to town and they had their rally, which they can have. And I have to say this <laughs> the pro-life women are very attractive. <laughs> they're they're um they're well groomed they're well dressed and you say okay well it is a different crowd notwithstanding ugly is ugly and attractive is attractive i mean come on let's just be honest there's ugly people out there and there's attractive people out look i'm an ugly one i admit it uh but i'm just saying is that when it comes to that political positioning it's always interesting that the women the women who want to protect their rights to kill babies are the last women you'd ever want to try and impregnate <clears throat> there, I said it. All right, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Five O Radio. My email, standingground1776 at gmail.com, standingground1776 at gmail.com here on Thanksgiving Eve 2023. Don't know what your plans are. Um, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to some friends just down the street from me. Uh, it's come, become sort of a, a, a tradition. Three o'clock in the afternoon, and I go down, and I have my um, yearly... Uh, I do. I do not drink hard liquor anymore. I, I used to. I don't anymore. I I used to love. Um, 
I know I'm digressing here because it is the holidays. I don't know about you, but I, I it, generally I'm a I'm just really much drink wine now. I don't touch the the hard stuff in well over a year because I just don't like the taste of it anymore. I don't like the way it makes me feel. But I go and I have my one, maybe two, um, Tangeran tonic. That is that is my treat. That is my Thanksgiving treat or holiday treat that I give to myself. Other than that, it's um, a glass of white wine. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, yep. See what happens when you get older. See, you can't. Your body can't take the hard shit. Anyway, hey guys, it is a holiday season, and I need you to do me a favor, okay? I want you to go to www.mojo5rradio.com/backslash/shop, www.mojo5rradio.com/backslash/shop, and get yourself some Mojo goodies today: hats, cups, t-shirts, the Doc Thompson pillow, with all his great advice, okay? And you will be helping out the station at the same time, okay? It's easy. You just go to www.mojo5rradio.com/backslash/shop. That is www.mojo5rradio.com/backslash. Shop. Okay, well, we've taken time to lay in to the lefties and the Greta Thunbergs and and all that. Look, guys, I'll be honest with you. I I can't keep up with these activists and their 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 uh, the world's gonna end and all this stuff. But uh, it was interesting. I was watching. Uh, you guys know who Candace Owens is. Well, Candace Owens has been in a a, a recent rift with uh, Ben Shapiro for some putting her foot in her mouth regarding Hamas and, and things aren't going well. But anyway, I'm going to put that into a sui generous corner and leave it alone. But she made a point, which is true, and that is these crazy, um, the, the earth is going to end in 10 years, people like Greta Thunberg, right? Um, is, she said is that no matter if the, if the earth's going to end in 10 years, no global tax or no amount of electric cars or whatever is going to prevent it from happening. So it, it's the big lie. Uh, and unfortunately, the media um, buys into it. Um, and it, it is fun. It is fun to see AI, which, like I say, has its drawbacks. But AI having fun with people like Greta Thunberg. I think it's I think it's great. Uh, I've never bought into their shit. Never once I've ever, ever, you know, with the left, their activism, if you remember in the 70s, it was what was it? Overpopulation. The guy who wrote the book, The Population Explosion, never have. We can't survive without with, after seven billion people. The planet will just explode. Uh, they're catastrophists. Liberals are catastrophists. When Donald Trump got uh, elected, the earth was going to spin off its axis and go flying into the sun and we were all going to get nuked. Um, as a matter of fact, the opposite happened. And the clown we have in there now, we've never been weaker than we've ever been uh, when we were under Trump, and that's why I'm supporting Donald Trump for president um, in his re-election bid. Um, anyway, there you have it. In the next break, a couple things to get to. Uh, as you know, or maybe you don't know, uh, today is the 60th anniversary of the assassination of John Kennedy, which, for good reason, um, this country has not recovered from and most likely never will. Now, I wasn't born. I don't remember it. But history belongs to all of us. And over the years, you know, I've watched the footage and we've done all this and all the conspiracy theories. And it, it, it took a while for me to realize that it, it, to me, it does not. There's, there's really no evidence of a of a of a plot, 
of a of a, a, a large magnitude plot. But anyway, I turned on the TV this morning, especially around here locally. Now I'm in Massachusetts, so you can do the math, right? Around here, John Kennedy is God. You know, you go around Massachusetts and there's the John Fitzgerald Kennedy Elementary School, the John Fitzgerald Kennedy Center for the Arts, the John Fitzgerald, uh, John Fitzgerald Kennedy uh, Town Square. Are they, it's um, he, he was definitely a homeboy made good, you know, born in Brookline, Massachusetts, lived on the Cape and all that kind of thing. And around here, it's just a really big deal. Now I'm not saying it is in other part of the countries because they're 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 Kennedy fanatics. They 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 can't let it go and they can't let the assassination go. Um, my my personal opinion. I'll get a little bit more of this in in the in the next break. And that is, in some respects, I believe he was extremely overrated as a president. Uh, but we'll also get into the the assassination thing uh, too, which was horrible. I'm not trying to say that. I mean, there are, there are a lot of people out there today that were alive when it happened, and today brings back a lot of painful memories. I mean, I re- I remember my mother telling me the horror of it, uh, being at home and calling my dad at the office, and my dad thought it was a joke, and he turned on the TV in his office. It was I mean, everything shut down. It was like probably. It, you know what? It was the darkest day in this country until when? You guessed it. January 6th. Yes. I I think that January 6th was probably worse than the assassination of John Kennedy and Pearl Harbor and 9-11. It was the darkest day in American history. <laughs> well, if you listen to Liz Cheney, you know, last night, I, I went through, I was, I was online, uh, I, I saw a list of all the celebrities who said, back, well, they go, you go back to Bush, George W. Bush, and if Bush wins, they're leaving the country. And then it was, uh, well, then, of course, Obama came in and everything was perfect again. Uh, but then they said, if Trump gets elected, they're leaving the country and they never leave. And now, who is it? Well, we did Barbara Streisand last time. Now Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Bear from The View are going to leave the country. And I always say this. Well, look, you know, do you need any help packing? I mean, I think I think we will survive just fine, just fine without Whoopi Goldberg or Barbara Streisand at all and the rest of them. Um, when they, Well, by the way, and they want to go to countries that are like 98% white and have strict abortion laws and have point-based immigration systems. It's really interesting. Barbara Streisand, I'm going to go to Australia. I'm going to go to Australia. Okay, go to Australia. It's whiter than the Hallmark Channel. All right. Um, with that, I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo Fiber Radio. Quick break right back. Our America is a pro-life nation proudly. Have you watched these pro-abortion, pro-murder rallies? Mm. The people are just disgusting. They are. Like, why is it that the women with the least likelihood of getting pregnant are the ones most worried about having abortions? (laughs) Nobody wants to impregnate you if you look like a thumb. (laughs) These people are odious on the inside and out. They're like 5'2". 350 pounds and they're like give me my abortions or i'll get up and march and protest and i'm thinking march you look like you got ankles weaker than the legal reasoning behind Roe versus Wade. <laughs> a few of them need to get up and march they need to get up and march for like an hour a day swing those arms there you go get the blood pumping maybe mix in a salad <laughs> 
Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. Is it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting... War is always bad, specifically for the planet. If we want to continue uh, fighting battles like environmentally conscious humans, we must... War is always bad, specifically for the planet. If we want to continue uh, fighting battles like environmentally conscious humans, mm. we must make the change to sustainable tanks and weaponry. <laughs> there are so many new concepts for our battery-powered fighter jets that can carry many more um, missiles. Biodegradable missiles, uh, of course. Biodegradable. Something literally everybody can do to stop this nonsense uh. is, for example, block the roads to gardens and farms <laughs> so the plants don't get overrun by these heavy, heavy tanks. Hand grenades, very important. If you use hand grenades, please use vegan grenades. No animal should have to give their life for all this mayhem and chaos. They have a special sticker on them. You really can't miss them in the uh, grenade market or wherever you buy them. Yeah, I cover all of this and more in my newest book, Vegan Wars. Hello, I'm so angry. All the girls are using electronic vibrators with lost off batteries. Why do they not help the planet by using their fist or wooden dildo? Please help the planet and stop using useless batteries. Finger yourself or ask your friends to do it. This is Chris with KWSN News. Today's headlines, inflation is on the rise, crime is skyrocketing, and war is looming around the world. While it might feel like the world is falling down around us, there are still good people that exist in this world. Take a break from conventional news and tune in to Damn It with Beaver on Mojo 5 Radio, 5 p.m. Eastern Time Saturdays. Hear random acts of kindness, how you can help save an animal's life with the rescue of the month, and many other topics that will make you smile and possibly even laugh out loud and make you forget for one hour that the world is burning down around you. So don't let the world get you down. You just say, damn it, and you move on. That's Damn It with Beaver, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturdays on Mojo 5 Radio. Here's a real-life story that affects 50% of all of us out there. It's called divorce. If you've gotten divorced and now you're struggling to pay your bills and your credit card debts are completely out of control, you need to call this special debt relief hotline right now. We help people with all kinds of money problems caused by different life challenges, a divorce, a job loss, even heavy medical bills. All these life events can sometimes financially stress you out and cause you to get out of control. We help people get their lives back by showing them ways to consolidate and reduce their debt, in some cases for a fraction of what they owe. If your credit card balances are more than $10,000, call us and learn how to reduce your credit card bills and monthly payments now. 
Here's our number. Paid for by Debt.com. 800-656-9173. That's 800-656-9173. You're listening to Standing Ground with Jeremy Leahy. How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. now turning on to Elm Street, and it will be only a matter of minutes before he arrives at the trademark. I was on Simmons Freeway earlier, and even the freeway was jam-packed with spectators waiting their chance to see the president as he made his way toward the trademark. It, it, it appears as though something has happened in the motorcade route. Something, I repeat, has happened in the motorcade route. There's numerous people running up the hill alongside Elm Street, there by the Simmons Freeway, Several police officers are rushing up the hill at this time. Stand by just a moment, please. Something has happened in the motorcade route. Stand by, please. Parkland Hospital, there has been a shooting. Parkland Hospital has been advised to stand by for a severe gunshot wound. Here is a bulletin from CBS News. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. More details just arrived. These details about the same as previously. President Kennedy shot today just as his motorcade left downtown Dallas. Mrs. Kennedy jumped up and grabbed Mr. Kennedy. She called, oh no, the motorcade sped on. United Press says that the wounds for President Kennedy perhaps could be fatal. Repeating, a bulletin from CBS News, President Kennedy has been shot by a would-be assassin in Dallas, Texas. Stay tuned to CBS News for further details. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Vice President Lyndon Johnson has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th President of the United States. Lawless made a distant moon go here. July and August cannot be too hot. And there's a legal limit to the snow here. Years ago, wow. summer in Camelot. 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 I know it sounds a bit bizarre, but in Camelot. 
Okay, welcome back to the program. I'm Jeremy Lay. This is Mojo Fiber Radio with you up until the 11 o'clock hour. Um, okay, well, 60 years ago today, uh, actually, Eastern Standard Time, about, uh, well, it, 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 it was, I think it was around, it was, it was around 12, 12.30 in the afternoon when the, when the fatal shot um, hit the president. Well, um, as I mentioned in the first break, we, we've never recovered from it. Two points. Number one, first and foremost, what a horrible thing. It was the fact that it happened in broad daylight and it was, it, it was just, I mean, I can't even imagine being in this country at the time that happened. I mean, regardless of your political affiliation, your president's head was blown off in broad daylight and people turned on the news that night to see his body being take off, taken off Air Force One at Andrews Air Force Base and brought to uh, Bethesda Naval Hospital for postmortem. And it was weird because, I mean, you think they saw him, he was alive that morning and all of a sudden he was gone. And he was young and he had looks and he had a pretty wife and he had all the stuff and everything. But beneath it all, people don't seem to realize and they don't want to admit it, is that Jack Kennedy was a morally very flawed individual. Um, he was a drug addict. Uh, he was a walking STD and a whore chaser and flanderer. He was he was a uh, not faithful to his wife. Uh, I think probably by today's definition, most likely a sex addict. Okay, but notwithstanding, he uh, it was it was a bright man. He had accomplishments. He uh, uh, he, he, he he did good things. I, I I think I think the going apart the 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 horribles of the assassination and all that. Um, but I always felt looking, you know, reading through the history books is that I thought his, the way he handled the Cuban Missile Crisis was showed that he, he, he was a very bright man for a man in his early 40s. I've always referred to him as being sort of an old, a young, old, wise man. Very bright guy. Um, but not without his faults. What, what gets to me more than anything else is the sort of the deification of him, that he's this sort of god. And I've often said if Jack, Jack Kennedy was short, fat and ugly, um, there wouldn't be. You wouldn't be turning on the TV today and, you know, interviewing people who were uh, on the overpass or witnessed it. They wouldn't be interviewing people. They wouldn't be showing footage of him. They it wouldn't. It wouldn't be like that. But anyway, that's just that's just life. That's just the way it is. Looks looks do not hurt. But to the assassination, which we've all had to kind of deal with over the years and come to our own conclusions at the ripe old age of 50 years old. Uh, there's really no doubt in my mind at this stage of the game that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. Um, there, There is no evidence that points to anyone other than Lee Harvey Oswald. Now, I don't have time to get into the details, but it was in 1991, 1992, when Oliver Stone, who's, you know, Oliver Stone, he, he solves everything. Hang on, let me get a sip of water. I'm sorry. Beg your pardon, losing my voice here in the B block. Um, leave it to Oliver Stone. To everything's a everything's a conspiracy, and when you watch the movie JFK, which they're probably streaming all over the place this week, is uh, the one of the final scenes in the movie where Kevin Costner explains his theory, Jim Garrison's theory, as to what happened. When you go and you look at the facts, and then you listen to what I'm about to play to you, you realize what Oliver Stone postulated is just complete crazy bullshit. Here it is. So what really happened that day? Let's just for a moment speculate, shall we? we? Speculate, all right. 
We have the epileptic seizure around 12.15 p.m. distracting the police, Which making it easier for the shoes to move into their places. The epileptic later vanished, never checking into the hospital. The A-team gets on the sixth floor of the depository. Now, they were refurbishing the floors in the depository that week, which allowed unknown workmen in and out of the building. They moved quickly into position just minutes before the shooting. The second spotter on the radio talking to the other two teams has the best overall view. Yeah, right. Okay. The guard spot. Uh-huh. B-team. One rifleman and one spotter with the headset and access to the building moves into the low floor of the Daltex building. The third team, the C team, moves in three, behind three the teams. fence yeah, above okay. the grassy knoll where the shooter and the spotter are first seen by the late Lee Bowers in the watchtower of the rail yard. Uh-huh. They have the best position of all. Kennedy's close and on a flat, low trajectory. Part of this team is a coordinator who's flashed security credentials at several people chasing them out of the parking lot area. Probably two to three more men are down in the crowd on L. Ten to twelve men. Three teams. Three shooters. The triangulation of fire Clay Shaw and David Barry discussed two months before. Total They've bullshit. walked the plaza. They know every inch. They've calibrated their sights. They practice on moving targets. They're ready. Kennedy's motor team makes a turn from Maine on to Houston. Very, very dramatic. It's going to be a turkey shoot. They don't shoot him coming up Houston, which is the easiest shot for a single shooter in the book depository. They wait. They wait till he gets to the killing zone between three rifles. Kennedy makes the final turn from Houston on the L. Slowing down to some 11 miles an hour. The shooters across Dealey Plaza tightened, taking their aim. Waiting for the radio to say, Green. green yeah, right, right. Four, four. <laughs> right, four. Okay. Nope. The first shot rings out. Sounding like a backfire, and this is the car completely. Around 161, Kennedy stops waving as he hears something. Conley's head turns slightly to the right. Frame 193, the second shot hits Kennedy in the throat from the front. Frame 225, the president emerging from behind the road sign. You can see that he's obviously been hit, raising his arms to his throat. The third shot, frame 232, hits Kennedy in the back, pulling him downward and forward. Conley, you will notice, shows no signs at all of being hit. He's visibly holding his Stetson, which is impossible if his wrist has been shattered. Conley is turning here now, frame 238. The fourth shot, it misses Kennedy and takes Conley in the back. This is the shot that proves there were two rifles. Uh Conley yells out, my God, they're going to kill us all. Somewhere around this time now, another shot that misses the car completely strikes James Perry down by the underpass. The sixth and fatal shot, frame 313, takes Kennedy in the head from the front. This is the key shot. The president going back and to his left. Shot from the front and right. Totally inconsistent with the shot from the depository. Again, back to the left. Back and to the left. Back and to the left back and to the left 
every most of that in that scene most of it was just i mean well there was factual stuff that was correct the the one thing i love is the guy who had the seizure and they theorized that he did that to distract the police turned out later that that man actually did have seizure disorder and he was taken to parkland hospital ironically and he was there for about a half hour before kennedy arrived and the doctor knew him and the doctor had treated him before for seizure disorder and treated him and released him um there is no evidence of multiple teams and three if it's a professional hit you're not going to do it in broad daylight now there's all sorts of other things i could i could get into is but the point being is that the people the people who love john kennedy the most are the people who are pointing their fingers away from the son of a bitch who did it if some if somebody thinks well yes but he was hired by the CIA to do it uh, Lee Harvey Oswald was a certified whack job the last person you would hire to do a professional hit would be Lee Harvey Oswald the guy was nuts now documentaries I will turn you on to one documentary and it's the only one that really kind of solidified itself with me and it's called The Truth is the Client and it's interviews with people who did the investigation into the assassination and it's fascinating it's on Tubi it might even be on Netflix The Truth is My Client I believe it's called yeah The Truth is My Client and they interviewed everyone it's fascinating and they that the, the Warren Commission essentially got it right what the Warren Commission did not get right was uh, no there was a single bullet but they called it the magic bullet, the one that went into Kennedy's throat, came out and then turned around, they said, and then went into Conley's back. What happened was they got the single bullet one right, they discovered years ago. What they got was the trajectory was wrong. Governor Conley was not sitting to the right of Jack Kennedy. He was to left and lower down. They figured it out when they looked at the car, where the, where the seats were. They had pictures where the seat where Conley was sitting, which would put him in direct line, direct line from the sixth floor book depository right into Kennedy's back and through Conley. Um, back and to the left. I love that. Back and to the left. Oh, it had to come from the front. No, if, if you are shot in the head, okay, you sh- your, your brain is shattered, you have something called a neuromuscular reaction. And the strongest muscle being in the back can cause the body to do all sorts of things. So the back and to the left thing is 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 just... Well, it's it, it, it's entertainment, uh, but it's not it, it does not really prove anything that a shot came from the front. So anyway, um, sad, horrible thing. But I think what's even more of an injustice is the fact that for 60 years now, people have just been going back and forth on this thing. And to me, it is case closed. Lee Harvey Oswald had an axe to grind with Jack Kennedy. Uh, and all the evidence point, the fingerprints were on the gun, the uh, the blanket, the fibers that were in the garage where he kept the gun were from the blanket. He had tried to assassinate somebody uh, uh, eight, eight weeks earlier, a well-known general. They turned out later that he, well, he had missed, but they found out later when they found the bullet that the bullet matched his rifle and all this bullshit that they went in in the morgue and they put the fingerprints on the gun. Uh, come on, come on. Um, so anyway, in my opinion, case closed. Now, there are some other theories that I back up as far as the fatal shot, but I don't have time to get into that right now. 
All right. I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. This is Mojo 5 Radio with you up until 11 o'clock hour on this Thanksgiving Eve. All right. Well, from tragedy to humor, um, I, I just did not want to belabor the point of the Kennedy assassination. But anyway, we're going to move on. Uh, there's a video. As you, as you know, President Xi was in California. They decided, they decided to clean up the streets when President Xi came. Anyway, uh, I don't believe this is a I don't believe this is a deep fake. Now I got to set this up. Um, years ago, I've I've had experience with these things a little bit. Uh, if you've ever been in a on a panel discussion or a round table, you have a microphone in front of you, and there's a little on and off switch, right? Where you can when you're not talking, you you turn the switch off. Okay, it's like a little click thing. So you know if you if if you burp, you fart, you you say something stupid, it doesn't go over the doesn't go over the intercom. If you if you remember the uh, what was the movie The Naked Gun? Remember that when Leslie? Well, that was a body mic. But remember he went into the into the bathroom and he he was peeing and the and the mic picked it up and ah, oh, hysterical. Okay, well anyway, Joe Biden is sitting next to some woman. I don't I don't know her name and it was at this Asian Pacific thing that he was doing in California, and he had to blow his nose. Okay, fine, no problem. He's human. He's got to blow his nose. Well. He didn't, he forgot, <laughs> you know where this is going. He he forgot to turn the switch off. He forgot to turn the switch off on the microphone, and this is what happened. Peru, el próximo año será APEC 2024. <laughs> El próximo año será APEC 2024. This 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 is the kind of shit. Like if if you if you go back and you look at all of Biden's awkward moments, that would be an awkward moment. But more bumbling over his words, tripping and falling and whatever. If I'm on if I'm on the Trump team or I'm doing an independent expenditure because in McCain Feingold now everything's pretty much fair game after McCain Feingold decision by the court that you can you know you can dump you know money and do advertisements. It used to be what was it? You couldn't mention a candidate's name 60 day, 30 days prior to a primary and 60 days prior to a general election. And the court said, no, I'm sorry, it violates the First Amendment. Um, you could compile a montage of all these things with Joe Biden, right? And tripping, falling, bumbling over his words and just be like, do you really want another four years of this? And then, of course, you ask, well, do you want another four years of Donald Trump? I mean, there is, to me, I want him to get elected, but the ultimate positive derivative is that um, maybe Barbara Streisand will leave the country. But then again, I don't know what we're going to do without Barbara Streisand. I don't think we'll survive. Um, But anyway, there is, the magic thing, I was talking to a a dear friend of mine the other night, we we talked about, you know, once every few weeks, we call her phone a friend, and uh, she was a, uh, she was a few years ahead of me in high school. Uh, actually, I was in junior high when she was in high school. And she was a friend of the family's dear friend, still is. And we were kind of talking about all this stuff that's going on and, and saying that, well, you know, presidents are inherently supposed to be statesmanlike. Now, talking about the assassinated Jack Kennedy, Jack Kennedy put on a very good statesman show just behind closed doors. He was a pig. 
That's the Secret Service. <laughs> anyway, I'm just, you know. But uh, but he was statesman. And I would say other presidents, Reagan, have been very statesmanly like. Obama, yes, to a certain degree. Donald Trump can be statesmanly like, but many times he's just really, really direct. And I was I played the cut, and I now actually I have the real cut, of when he announced the death of al-Baghdadi, right? And he came out and he just said the way it was, and it was this. And that way, and then afterwards, you're going to hear that comedian that I played that did his impersonation. Okay, here it is. Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi is dead. (laughs) He was the founder and leader of ISIS the most ruthless and violent terror organization anywhere in the world. The United States has been searching for Baghdadi for many years. Capturing or killing Baghdadi has been the top national security priority of my administration. U.S. Special Operations Forces executed a dangerous and daring nighttime raid Mm -hmm. in northwestern Syria and accomplished their mission in grand style. (laughs) The U.S. personnel were incredible. I got to watch much of it. (laughs) No personnel were lost in the operation, while a large number of Baghdadi's fighters and companions were killed with him. Mm. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, (laughs) whimpering and crying and screaming (laughs) all the way. Compound had been cleared by this time <laughs> with people either surrendering or being shot and killed. Comes out of the situation room at like midnight, like he's, he gives a press conference, like he's giving a post game NBA <laughs> just killed a guy press conference. He walks up in front of the entire world at midnight and just goes, Abu, the car, Outback Daddy is dead. He died like a dog. <laughs> That's all his, dude. I didn't change one word of that. That's what he opened with. And then he did 40 minutes. The speech is 40 minutes for no reason. It wasn't a prepared speech. He freestyled 40 straight. Not even a speech, just mean shit talk for 40 straight. The meanest shit talk you've ever heard in front of the whole world. Abu. We could hear him crying, I said, Abu, don't cry. <laughs> Let me tell you something, Abu cried, he cried quite a bit. I wouldn't have cried. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, well, I, I played, I've played that before. I just think that is probably the best Trump impersonation I've ever heard. Now, I, I, I uh, every so often I attempt to do Trump a little bit. I don't do a really, I, I'm good at some impersonations, but Trump's not my best. But I was thinking, you know, because with Trump, if you're doing Trump, there's two. There's two Trumps. There's the high and there's the low. Like during the campaign, Trump would do something like this. He's he's either screaming like, "Get out! Get him out of here! Go home to mommy! Go home to mommy! Go home to mommy!" Or, or that he's sitting out an interview and he looks at a reporter and says, "What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do?" Or he'd be giving a speech and he'd say, "We need better pay." For our teachers. Yeah, he'd go high and he would go low, right? And that guy really nails it. But I was thinking it would be entertaining 
to put Donald Trump's voice in like classic rock songs. And I was thinking, here's one where you would take Donald Trump. Remember the band Heart in the 70s? They had the hits Go Crazy on You and Barracuda. So, okay, here's my impersonation of Donald Trump uh, jamming with the band Heart. There's just little screwing around there here. Okay, guys, look, have a great Thanksgiving. Be safe. Eat a lot. Who someone said, turn, like like clocks, turn your scales back 15 pounds tonight before you start eating tomorrow. And with that, uh, take tomorrow off Thanksgiving. Be back with you this coming Friday right here on Mojo Fiber Radio, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm Jeremy Lee. This is Standing Ground. So long for now. Tonight, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi is dead. (laughs) He was the founder and leader of ISIS, the most ruthless and violent terror organization anywhere in the world. The United States has been searching for Baghdadi for many years. Capturing or killing Baghdadi has been the top national security priority of my administration. U.S. Special Operations Forces executed a dangerous and daring nighttime raid Mm -hmm. in northwestern Syria and accomplished their mission in grand style. (laughs) The U.S. personnel were incredible. I got to watch much of it. (laughs) No personnel were lost in the operation, while a large number of Baghdadi's fighters and companions were killed with him. Mm. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, (laughs) whimpering and crying and screaming (laughs) all the way. The compound had been cleared by this time, with people either surrendering or being shot and killed. Comes out of the Situation Room at like midnight, like he's, it gives a press conference, like he's giving a post-game NBA just killed a guy press conference. He walks up in front of the entire world at midnight and just goes, Abu, Bakar, Al-Baghdadi is dead. He died like a dog. <laughs> That's all his, dude. I'm going to change one word of that. That's what he opened with. And then he did 40 minutes. The speech is 40 minutes. For no reason. It wasn't a prepared speech. He freestyled 40 straight. Not even a speech, just mean shit talk for 40 <laughs> The meanest shit talk you've ever heard in front of the whole world. Abu. 
We could hear him crying. I said, Abu, don't cry. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Abu cried. He cried quite a bit. I wouldn't have cried. <laughs> Standing Ground has been a production of Leahy Media. Hello, I'm so angry. All the girls are using electronic vibrators with lost off batteries. Why do they not help the planet by using their fist or wooden dildo? Please help the planet and stop using useless batteries. Finger yourself or ask your friends to do it. the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.